interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Wonder News, March 13th through March 20th. Wonder Souls Weekly News Show. And now to bring you the latest headlines and highlights from the world of entertainment, pop culture, gaming, and more. Here's your host, Bearded Buddha. Welcome. Hello and welcome everyone to Wonder News, Wonder Souls Weekly News Roundup Show featuring headlines and highlights from the world of pop culture, entertainment, and gaming, and so, so much more. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Bearded Buddha. This week's episode will cover all the news that came out between March 13th and today, March 20th. Thank you for listening. Hope everyone had a good weekend and I hope that you are having a good week as well. If this is your first time tuning in to an episode of Wonder News or Wonder Soul, I just want to say thank you and I hope that you go back and check out the previous episodes in the catalog. And let's go ahead and start off this episode with the question of the week, which I want to know from you, the listeners, how many streaming services do you pay for? Uh, Do you have every single one of them, like the Netflix, the Hulu, Amazon Prime? And if you like, you can go ahead and throw in, do you pay for music like Spotify? Do you pay for anything uh, involving gaming like PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live? Just let me know. I want to get a roundabout number average for how much we as consumers are paying for each of these individual services because they seem like they're piling up and multiplying day by day. So you can answer this week's question of the week by replying on social media. You can search Wondersoul on Twitter and Instagram. Just search W-N-D-R-S-O-U-L. I'll post something on the Instagram story and on Twitter with the question of the week. You can respond there or shoot me a DM. Either way, I just want to hear back from you guys. And with that done, let's go ahead and get into our big three, the big three stories that I want to discuss with you guys in this week's episode. And after we get through those three stories, then I will tell you the leftovers and just mention some other highlights and headlines that I wanted to make sure that you knew about. So if you wanted to take the time to look deeper into, then you can. So the first story that I'd like to talk about with y'all is after last night about midnight, the Disney Fox deal finally went through. So if you aren't aware of what I'm talking about, Disney, Walt Disney, purchased the entertainment assets of 21st Century Fox. So that means they now own like Avatar, Simpsons, Family Guy, um, all of those Marvel characters that Fox had rights to, like the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, 
and so, so much more. I'm talking about even Aliens. You know the movie Aliens? Disney now owns all that. Now, when the rumors and the story started to develop way back before this deal was a real thing, I was a big supporter of bringing specifically those Marvel characters over into Marvel Studios and Disney, and I was okay with that. Um, I felt that Fox, though they have tried and done an okay job lately, like with Logan and Deadpool, um, the X-Men movies were really hit or miss, and Fantastic Four was complete shit, to be honest. So, after seeing what Disney and Marvel Studios has done with the rest of the characters, and then seeing... The deal that they've worked out with Sony with the character Spider-Man, I was really excited and pushing for something to happen where Disney and Marvel would take back control of those set characters. Now, everything else I didn't really care about. And when the rumors and all the stories and speculations started to have some weight and truth to it, it started to become kind of a moral dilemma. Because on one hand, you want to see certain properties as a fan uh, done justice. And on the other hand, you are afraid that Disney already owns so fucking much. They are a monopoly. They have Star Wars. They have Marvel. They have all the Disney products and characters and stuff like that. It, it just seems to me like, why would you want to take on all this other uh, stuff when you already have so much already? So now that the deal has gone through and now that Disney officially owns those assets, it's kind of a weird feeling. Um, I would like to hear back from you guys what your thoughts and opinions are on this deal. It It's really just... A matter of do they have too much now is that too much control now this didn't come cheap I mean it was a 71 billion dollar deal and my fear is now because we all know that Disney is about to have their own streaming service called Disney Plus they really really want to compete out there with Netflix and Hulu and any of these other streaming services so now they have stockpiled all the Star Wars, Marvel, Disney, and now Fox properties. And they're going to probably pull a lot of those because they already started to here with Netflix and some other streaming services. They're going to pull their properties off of there and they're going to be exclusive on Disney+. Plus. Now, as consumers... That's why I felt like the question of the week was important this episode uh, because we're already having to pay for exclusive original content on these different platforms, which after a while can add up. Now, is the math, uh, does it calculate that you're saving money and not you know, spending more because maybe most of people... Uh, have cut cable and are trying to strictly just do internet and streaming services um, but it's it's really strange to me now that it's so real 
that it's kind of like, okay, I selfishly wanted this one thing to happen, but it, at, at the cost of them gaining all this other territory and control. Now, when you're dealing with a, a company like Disney, <laughs> they have really done well over the past couple of years. Uh, I've thought that they've done extremely well with Marvel. Um, Star Wars is an opinion, you know, for everybody. Um, but, you know, I don't feel like it got bought by somebody who's going to do a terrible job with those properties. But... You know, I like to have the competition out there. I like to have others not being bought out by bigger companies, but trying to reach or outperform these other competitors. And now it just seems like Disney is just swallowing up everybody who's in the same race as them. And, you know, it's going to probably lead to layoffs within the company, especially for Fox. I don't know how they're going to do this because... You probably have um, duplicates of the same like position at each company, so you know a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. Which you know, hey, that that happens. It's a lot of business stuff. It's unfortunate, and you wish those people, those individuals, good luck. Um, but you know, like now they own the Simpsons. Now they own X Men, and uh, they're going to really be a big dog in this in this race of streaming services as that becomes the future. And um, I'm just really curious to get your guys' feedback. Are you okay with a company like Disney who's already a colossal powerhouse, um, you know, absorbing and, and really taking over a lot of these properties? Are you nervous? Are you happy? Are you excited? Because I mean, there is potential there and I am excited to see what happens with the Marvel properties, but with Disney and some of these other Fox properties, a lot of them don't really translate well, I would say. I don't see Family Guy, Simpson, and even Deadpool. I know that they're really in a weird spot about, are they gonna continue doing rated R? Uh, you know, how are they gonna balance the family-friendly Walt Disney with some of the edgier, I guess, Fox properties. Um, and do you guys think that they're going to do well handling and juggling all of these characters and stories and properties? It just feels like maybe it's a little too much. Now, I'm sure that they're going to do something where they kind of delegate things. You're already seeing how they're, you know, setting certain projects aside for Hulu, which actually with this uh, deal, um, Disney now owns fox's 30 percent stake in hulu so 30 percent of hulu is uh now disney's and so that's kind of weird too because in a lot of ways disney wants to be a competitor to netflix and hulu but they already have like marvel's runaways uh runaways or whatever and so many other things on hulu already plus now they're gonna take over the things that fox has over there so it's like they have Hulu and Disney Plus. I mean, I'm sure that a lot of these companies um, all across entertainment are a little shaken up because you can already see um, some of the old dogs. And I say old dogs, I just mean like anybody previous 
to what we are dealing with now as far as entertainment. Um, like recently you heard about Steven Spielberg kind of upset that Netflix and other streaming services are allowed to be nominated for some of these awards and they are probably just feeling threatened because Netflix and Hulu and all these other uh, companies like even Amazon with Prime Video, they have their original content that's really risky, daring, um, creative, imaginative, and it doesn't always hit, you know, but they are taking chances where these bigger companies aren't anymore. And those companies are playing it safe where you have this new wave of, um, you know, entertainment and stories, um, coming from these streaming services who want to have their own original content. If you remember Netflix, when it first started, at least to my knowledge was comprised of like multiple television channels and movies from all sorts of different companies. But now when you go on Netflix, tell me you do not see 75% of those movies and shows are Netflix originals. They are feeling the pressure of being the boss. You know, they always say it costs to be the boss. Well, that's what's happening. And it did cost to be the boss for Disney. I mean, $71 billion is a lot of money. And I guess like it doesn't even matter to them because they spend that money and they're going to get all these properties that are going to, for years, make them money. It's just like with Star Wars. I remember when I was growing up watching Star Wars before Disney took over. That was at Fox. So it's kind of like an end of an era too because... You have all these properties that you're used to seeing the Fox opening for and, and the sounds and everything. And you can remember how you associated certain, you know, um, characters and, and uh, shows and movies to Fox. And now it feels like, oh, that's all Disney now. And I'm hoping that Disney doesn't Disney-fy all these properties and kind of make it not what it was because we can see hints of that in different properties that they own already um but yeah it's 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 pretty crazy it's a big deal and and i'm afraid of confusing what i selfishly want and that's just a small piece of the pie as far as those marvel characters like x-men and fantastic four I, you know wanting that and being okay with that but in doing so allowing this big huge flood of other properties to become uh controlled by disney so tell me what you guys think about that that's a pretty big deal and um as far as the future of like the properties that fox owned and now that disney owns them are you worried or excited um are you interested in disney's streaming service it's supposed to come out by the end of 2019 so there's going to be more details on that as we, you know, move along because I already know that they have um, Marvel original content planned, uh, original series that are live action featuring actors from the movies, from the MCU. It would just be really interesting to see and hopefully, uh, you know, it's just only time will tell. I just hope it all works out, but I'm also worried that maybe they do have too much. And um, I guess we'll find out, though. But I really want to know what you guys think about the Disney-Fox acquisition. And uh, let me know. Let me know. But moving on to our second story. 
And our second story also has to deal with Marvel and Disney. And it has to do with James Gunn. Now, James Gunn, you've heard, uh, if you listen to the best movies of 2018 episode featuring Dawnfather, uh, me and him discussed a little bit about what had happened with James Gunn. Now, James Gunn is a director. You probably know his more popular uh, movies. Uh, they go by the name of Guardians of the Galaxy, Volumes 1 and 2. And there was, and now it looks like there will be a Volume 3 of Guardians of the Galaxy. But before we get to that news, I just want to fill in a little bit. He had gotten fired for some tweets that were dug up uh, and brought to people's attention, specifically Disney's attention. They pulled the plug and fired him. Um, it really was a mixed bag of reactions and thoughts and opinions on the matter. Everybody had different ideas of how that should have been handled, if it was the right or wrong thing to do. Either way, it happened. He tweeted some stuff, and you can look back if you would like to to get more uh, details and depth on this story um, uh, about what happened between that but anyways he got fired it was pretty crazy because those movies are super successful very good uh by the way and it just felt like oh this is kind of out of the blue so the cast and crew were upset there was petitions out they wanted him to come back there was even certain ones that were almost threatening that they didn't want to be a part of the next movie if james wasn't at the lead um, directing it and they were going to use the script um, but it was just kind of like okay what happens now this is a big big property now Guardians of the Galaxy which honestly for someone like me who's a comic book fan didn't really know much about them until the movie so there you go Um, but so many people love those characters and those films Um, it put the third one in limbo and so what happened was time went by and DC Warner Brothers their competitors hired him on he's actually directing the next Suicide Squad which is not Suicide Squad 2 it's going to be like the Suicide Squad it's going to be kind of like a reboot something like that more details later but Anyways, so that was kind of crazy. He's got another movie coming out. I mentioned the trailer in another Wonder News episode. Um, It's basically like Superman, but it's a horror story. (laughs) You got to check it out. I forgot the name. But so he's still out there working. And now this past week in March 2019, he is rehired. So Disney's like, hey, come on back. Direct this movie. Everything's cool. And so he's back on board. Now, this is the weird thing about the situation. No matter how you think or feel about what was done and how it should have been handled, either way, the big lesson that I've learned and I think everybody should learn from this situation is we live in the information age. We live with these things in our pockets where you can, if you choose to, take what you think and type it and send it out to the world and nobody has to verify nobody has to like filter or check what you're posting you that's your responsibility um and it's your reputation so here's what is going on 
I think that we all need to be more careful and aware of what we post, not just words, but pictures, everything, information um, online, because honestly, you are exposing yourself uh, to people that may not have your best interests in mind. And you're also leaving yourself out there for in the future, if somebody did want to, they could dig up what you have posted and in a lot of ways, maybe twist it and use it against you. Or maybe, cause we're seeing this a lot right now. Let's be honest. Things that were quote unquote, okay to say or talk about even 10, 20 years ago now do not get the, the flyby. So if you said or joked or whatever about something back in the early 2000s. Now in 2019, a lot of people, if they looked at that, heard that, they would, you know, be upset. That's just how it is. I mean, times are constantly changing for better or for worse, but it is a lesson for all of us because this man had made that company so much money and that didn't matter. They let him go. So it doesn't matter how big or small you are, how successful, how much money you have. If you are tweeting and posting in high school and then you get through college and then you're trying to get a job and through that interview process, maybe they look up your old Facebook posts or your old Twitter posts or Instagram, whatever. If, if they wanted to, if there's something out there that could be used against you, it can cost you a job. It could cost you so much more and you know it sucks that this man had to publicly go through this now i'm not backing up what he tweeted about and everything that was the cause of him being in that situation and he has talked about how he's a different person and if we really believe in second chances and redemption and and people change then this is another lesson for that but you know they've hired him back and I think it's a good thing. Um, you know, I've been rooting for James Gunn. I, I felt like maybe they were overreacting, to be honest. Uh, just giving the climate of how culture is right now. Um, we do live in this uh, era of outrage culture. I mean, it's always been a thing, but now it's easier for so many people to voice their opinion, positive or negative. So it's, it's kind of like this blame game, you know, society where if somebody messes up, everybody gets to chime in for better or for worse. Um, but I think that maybe Disney was just worried that if not now, some other time this stuff would come back up and maybe possibly be used against them, you know, during press tours and so many other things so and i'm sure that's going to be annoying once that movie guardians of the galaxy volume 3 eventually comes out where people are going to get constantly asked about everything to do with this situation but hopefully people will just forget and we get to get a awesome uh finale to that trilogy and and, and an ending to those uh stories with those beloved characters but he um james gunn did tweet recently and he said, I am tremendously grateful to every person out there who has supported me over the past few months. I am always learning and will continue to work at being the best human being I can be. Um, going on to say, I deeply appreciate Disney's decision and I am excited to continue making films that investigate it, 
the ties of love that bind us all. I have been and continue to be incredibly humbled by your love and support. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Love you all. Now, I, I mean, I think that's just the thing. I, I, I think that's the big underlying theme here. People are constantly changing. We are constantly changing for better or for worse. It just is never staying the same. So when people make mistakes, especially in their past, when is it right or wrong to dig those up from the past and use them for the present? And that's just like a moral and a philosophical debate that we could have. But we are living in a time where your thoughts are not just staying inside your head or just coming out as words. You can now literally broadcast yourself either by video or audio or through text your your thoughts on the matter uh, at hand. And, and you see it all the time. Whenever something's trending on Twitter, there's always people throwing their two cents in. I am, I guess, guilty of that. Uh, I mean, I, I see a lot of positivity from that. You know, a lot of people can chime in and, and lend their support and uh, their thoughts and prayers for situations and stuff like that or spread awareness for things. But then there's also this like hate culture where, you know, it almost feels like people just want to be mad at something and they get online and then they just go at whoever is the bad guy of the day. And it leads to us and obviously big corporations making, you know, maybe not all the way thought out decisions that later on you might have to pull back and, and say, yeah, mm, maybe that wasn't the best choice. Um, but I am a believer of if a person has made a mistake, that's not out of this world crazy. Um, that's redeemable, um, that that person can honestly admit that they have messed up and they are willing to learn or they are learning how to not repeat those same mistakes. And if you can accept that, then um, we can move on. But, you know, I, I just find the only thing about this whole thing is when uh, anybody messes up. The, the fact that we become the judge, the jury, and the executioners as though we are the most perfect people. Um, you know, we start throwing tomatoes. I like to think of like the hunchback of Notre Dame, like Quasimodo, you know, just be careful, you know, when someone does mess up and you start throwing rocks at them, there might, and more than likely come a day where you mess up in some way, big or small, and you're going to see the same thing happen. And I think it's just have awareness of when to speak up and to step in. And, and when to just kind of keep it to yourself or amongst friends. You can talk about your opinions amongst people in the privacy of your home or wherever. But you don't need to jump on and post every thought and opinion on every matter. And, and no matter what, I've, I've noticed this. I'm pretty sure you have noticed this. That there's always going to be two sides. You're going to have people that hate it or love it. You're going to have people that are for it or against it. And, um, you know, here's another thing. Uh, you know, I'm biased. 
I admit that because I do enjoy those movies. I do enjoy his works of art as someone who admires artists and creators. I think that those movies are uh, fabulous. And, um, you know, I didn't want to see nothing tarnish that. But I also had to be honest with myself and look at the situation and try to stand away from it without being involved as a fan. So, yeah, I'm just, I want to get your guys' thoughts. It's a bigger question. It's a bigger debate. But as far as James Gunn and the Guardians of the Galaxy in Volume 3, uh, I'm, I'm excited for the future. I, I really am. And he can finish these movies and then move on. Uh, I'm, I'm actually curious. I wouldn't say excited to see what he does with Suicide Squad. Because if you remember that movie, the first one, it felt like they were looking at Guardians and going, okay, DC, Warner Brothers, we need our own version of these characters. Like the trailer for Suicide Squad, it had Queen going. It's all about music because, you know, the Guardians, they have an amazing soundtrack. You need to check it out if you haven't already. Um, But I am just I know that he has put his heart and soul into that story and into those characters. So it feels like no matter what, he should and, and, and will only be the person that can finish that story. And, uh, nobody else can step in for him. I know that, uh, the director for Thor Ragnarok was, you know, people discussed and threw his name around, but you know, you just don't want to touch something that somebody has put so much hard work and dedication into. And, um, you know, there's a lot of threads that expand into the bigger Marvel cinematic universe picture that I hope we get to see develop now, because I know that they want to do more space. I mean, Captain Marvel, uh, the, the internals is a movie that's going to be coming out soon. So we're probably going to get things on a much larger scale. Like Marvel started out grounded on earth, but as you've seen the phases, uh, develop, things have gotten bigger. So tell me what you guys think. Are you happy that James Gunn is back and rehired by Disney to do Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Are you not? Are you curious to see what he has planned for these characters in that story? Just let me know. And and what do you think about the situation as a whole? Um, Because there's a lot of layers and I didn't go into too much detail, but that is up to you if you would like to know more. So with that being said, let's go on to our third story. So our third story involves something that I had kind of mentioned in previous Wonder News episodes about Apple and Google throwing their hat into the ring as far as gaming. Um, and it was this week where they actually did that in some way. They announced the Google Stadia, which kind of sounds like stadium and that's the way I remember it. But Stadia by Google is basically, in their eyes, they want to be the Netflix of gaming. So it's streaming. Now, there was patents that had came out and people replicated um, that was the controller for this, uh, this service. So basically what it is, is a, it's a service. It's, it's not really even a console. It seems like it's a controller that you can tap into uh, the cloud and play games via streaming. Now, they said that the service will be able to run games at 4K 
60 frames per second and uh that's pretty wild <laughs> that's pretty crazy um now it you know it's primarily a internet based thing okay so if you remember when the xbox one was first like announced i think it was when it was announced or at least was talked about i, I can't remember exactly but it was going to be online only like you would need to be online to to even use the console now correct me if i'm wrong but people were outraged because whether you like to believe it or not not everywhere has the best internet if any at all okay so there's still a lot of parts of the country and definitely the world that don't have access to high speed internet let alone just internet at all and so here we are at a crossroads okay because it seems like this is the direction of gaming at the moment now in the last wonder news or the one previous i mentioned that xbox hasn't announced but there is strong rumors that they're going to release a xbox one s console that's going to be discless that's probably going to be strictly online that's going to feature their xbox game pass which is like their um their service where you can pay a subscription fee and you can download and play a, a library and catalog of games um digitally so here we are with the digital physical uh war kind of heading in digital's favor at the moment so obviously streaming is the thing right think about how big that word has become over the last couple of years people stream video games people stream movies and television on netflix and hulu now we have streaming video games as as far as not even purchasing them not downloading them not even owning a disc or a cartridge it's going to be just literally streaming from the cloud now the big thing about that is if your internet goes down or if you don't have internet you can't use it you just can't play the games now one of the cool things about it is that it can run on any device uh, that has google chrome so you're talking about phones tablets pcs and even tvs um, and, and that's where it's interesting to me because it almost feels like a plug and play, you know, like you've seen those plug and play, but imagine, I think their idea is imagine having just a controller and no matter wherever you are and whoever you're with, you're able to, if you want to pull out that controller and stream video games on really any device around you. Now that also means that if you have friends or family that also want to play or have a controller, there's a lot of cross play features. There's a lot of cool multiplayer features that we're talking about here. Um, and that's exciting to think about. I think the easier it is to game the better. Um, but you're also dealing with a lot of issues as far as where are we with internet now here is the crossroads that I mentioned earlier we are having to move forward and what i mean is these consoles and companies and services and stuff at first it seemed like this current generation we're mentioning like okay we get it not everybody's up there with internet but that's the direction we're going so you could already see that this generation had so many heavy 
online only features as far as entertainment. If you're talking about, you can download Netflix and Hulu on all your consoles, uh, streaming as far as Twitch and Mixer, um, you know, buying games and movies and shows digitally. Um, you know, it was the only thing that really was physical about it was just the fact that you could still possibly, if you wanted to buy certain games on disc. Now there's a lot of digital only games. There's the explosion of free to play games that rarely come out on disc. I I think now Fortnite finally has some kind of bundle that you can buy, but most people own a lot of those games digitally. So if you have something that's primarily internet based, no console, no disc, it's going to be interesting to see how that really pans out. Because if you have really good internet, you're going to be all right, I would think. Now, I know PlayStation Now streams games and I tried that um, and it didn't work that well. It seemed like, you know, maybe my internet connection is not the greatest, but um, it would lag. There'd be frame rate drops or it just didn't seem like why can I just download the game and then play it? Streaming a video game is to me a lot, a lot more work to do than streaming a movie. Cause you stream a movie and you press play and you leave it or a TV show, a video game you are interacting with. So think about like this, if you're streaming a game from the cloud and that game is also online multiplayer heavy, heavy base, right? So you're streaming it, but you're also having to use internet to play online. So there's, there's still a lot that we don't know about the Google Stadia or or however you would like to pronounce it. Um, But what we do know is that there will be exclusives. What we do know is that uh, Doom Eternal has been confirmed for it. Um, We do know that the GPU is 10.7 teraflops um, and 16 gigs of RAM when it comes to memory and so many other geeky nerdy things that you can look up. But one of the important things is we don't know the price. Uh, We also don't know, like, if we are talking about exclusives, you know, Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, they all have their exclusives, right? What's going to happen here if the future of gaming becomes streaming? Because we're already seeing, in my eyes, what's happening with TV and movies. So what if these companies start their own streaming services for games? They don't even sell games anymore because none of the consoles... None of the devices use physical disc. Um, So would that mean that you would have to have this streaming service for games from this company like EA has, uh, I think it's EA Access. Um, And what if they were just like, hey, you want an EA game? You're going to have to get EA Access. We're not just going to outright. Now, I know that's not probable. Um, They're always going to do whatever they can to make money. But you see what I'm saying? It's like we're in new territory. Now, in a lot of ways, I don't mind digital. I don't mind online only. Um, But I can't speak for everyone. I know a lot of people personally, uh, they don't have the best internet. And when they have to play a game or download a new game, it's going to take them a while, even a couple days. Um, 
So I, I, I think about them when I think about, you know, products and services like this. Um, I think it's cool that Google is doing something, um, whether it takes off and becomes the next big thing. I don't know, because honestly, I was really excited to see like a console, but maybe that's just me coming from that generation, because maybe what's going to be the next wave isn't so much a physical thing as much as it is a service, because we are seeing that trend in gaming where we have games as a service that's something that ea notoriously is really trying to push and a lot of people don't like because for me i don't buy a lot of things digital that are things that i really want um and that i want to hold on to I, you know i'll buy like some indie games that are pretty cheap maybe i'll buy a couple books ebooks or audiobooks here and there but i really like to have the physical just to feel like i own it because like with this, if you if your internet goes down, you're shit out of luck. So yeah, I don't know. Like it, it, I'm excited, but I'm more curious than I am excited. And I really want to see more details. How much is this thing going to cost? There's obviously going to be a subscription fee. So on top of buying the thing, you're going to have to pay for that fee, which most people do. Uh, if you have an Xbox and Nintendo even, um, or a Sony PlayStation, you have to pay for PlayStation Plus, Xbox Live to get certain online benefits and uh, capabilities. So, what do you think? Uh, Google search, oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this. Google search the Google Stadia. Tell me what you think uh, or just look it up and get an idea for what they're talking about making and putting out there. Uh, what do you think of the controller? I like the controller okay. Uh, my favorite controller of all time is going to be the Xbox One. And I feel like this is a really interesting blend of the PlayStation controller and the Xbox controller. It's like if those two had a baby this Google controller would be the result. So what do you think of the controller? Um, it seems like, uh, I, I hope that there's a lot of heart and soul put into this from Google. A lot of people are saying that Google, you know, they own a lot of things as far as YouTube. It's one of the biggest like video online, you know, uh, content websites out there. Uh, they got YouTube gaming. There's a lot of that. So maybe they're kind of just trying to cement themselves there and, and just kind of take over. Um, because a lot of people go over to Twitch now too, because YouTube and the adpocalypse and all that, you really can't trust what's going on there. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, it's interesting because they have on the back of the controller, it looks like microphone. It looks like a camera and it also had the Konami like cheat code on there, you know, up, down, up, down, left, right, or whatever. I don't want to say it and get it wrong, but it seems like whoever's making it and designing it maybe has a passion for video games. And, um, you know, I mean, Google's everywhere. I mean, I got a Gmail account, you know, if you have an Android device, a lot of your, um, things uh, on that phone and device are Google. So um, it'll be interesting. It, it reminds me of the Oya or whatever that was. It was like a controller with a little box or the, the stream box or whatever. It, it reminds me of that in a lot of ways, but those didn't do well. And I wasn't really wowed 
by this presentation and this announcement like I hoped I would be. I was really like, oh no, here we go. This is history. Google's throwing their, their hat in the ring and they are, but they're not in my opinion right now. We still have so much more to learn and I'm sure that we will have all of our questions answered in the months to come. But what do you think? Do you like it? Is it something you're interested in buying maybe? Uh, do you think it's going to be a competitor to the next gen as far as um, PlayStation and Xbox and even the Switch and Nintendo? Um, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on it? Um, it is pretty cool that you could probably just pull out a controller and play on a phone, play on a tablet, a computer, a TV. I like the idea, but let's see if the execution is as... Uh, smooth as it sounds because we all know how that usually goes but anyways those are the big three stories that i wanted to cover in this wonder news and i know i went on a little bit longer than i was intending to but i hope that you guys enjoyed uh listening to those big three headlines and now i would like to mention some things that are kind of the leftovers some of the smaller little things that you can take your time if you would like to look into um a lot of that is just uh you know some trailers and some announcements as far as uh other news worthy topics um cuphead is coming to the switch so be ready for that um let's see uh dragon ball super right now is rumored to come back in july it's rumored now i've heard multiple different things i've heard yes it's confirmed no it's not Either way, a lot of people know that this show will return. Whether it's in July, um, who knows? But stay tuned for that. Um, Ted 3 Face the Music is coming out in 2020. I thought that was really cool. Um, it's looking like we're going to get a new My Hero Academia movie in the year 2020. Next week, the My Hero movie comes out on Blu-ray on March 26th. So I am super, super excited for that. I cannot wait. Uh, stay tuned for the review for for that movie. Um, let's see. We got a bunch of trailers that came out. We got Toy Story 4 trailer that came out. Uh, we have the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood trailer uh, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt. It is a Quentin Tarantino film. The ninth one, I think, is the one that he put in the little title. Um, we got a Stranger Things Season 3 trailer that dropped, and I have unfortunately not even seen Season 2. I was kind of hoping to save that for next, uh, this coming October, because last October I actually finally watched Season 1 for the first time. But yeah, so if you're caught up, it's out there. And yeah, that's really all that I felt like really going over in this week's episode as far as like any kind of headlines and news but one of the new segments that i really enjoy and i like keeping up with uh week to week is well the billboard uh top 10 uh, as far as music and albums um and also the box office for movies now if you know of a good website or source for video game sales please let me know I was looking around, I found some, but it didn't seem like they were updated, at least for me when I noticed it. 
um, they weren't updated. So uh, if you have a reliable source out there and you would like to send that my way so I can introduce the video game sales into Wonder News, please do. Uh, you know how to reach me. Uh, on social media or on email at wndrsoul at gmail.com. Um, but let's go ahead and get into some of these uh, charts. So this, uh, why don't we start off with the uh, billboards? And we'll start like we do every week now at number 10, working our way to number one. So number 10 for the billboard top 200, even though we're only going to do 10. Uh, number 10 is Astro World by Travis Scott. Number nine is Scorpion by Drake, which those two are crazy to me. Like, I need to figure out exactly what puts you on the Billboard charts. Is it sales, listens, streams, all that? You guys let me know if you know more details about that. Uh, number eight is Drip or Drown 2 by Gunna. Uh, number seven is Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. Number six is Hoodie Season. Uh, by a boogie with the hoodie. Uh, number five is Bohemian Rhapsody soundtrack, uh, featuring Queen. Uh, number four is Girl by Marin Morris. And number three is A Star is Born soundtrack featuring Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Number two is Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. And number one this week is Death Race for Love by Juice World, which if you listened to last week's uh, Wonder News episode, it, that's an album that I've been enjoying. Not the whole thing, but there's some hits on there for me that I enjoy replaying. Um, so that is your Billboard Top 10. If you want to get the whole 200, just look up the Top 200 Albums by Billboard, and you can research there. Uh, but moving into Box Office... Uh, before I do, just to let you know, Us is coming out this week on March 22nd, Friday, uh, directed by Jordan Peele, you know, the director of Get Out. It looks like it's going to be great. It is a horror movie. Uh, this guy is now cementing himself as a new horror legend, in my opinion, and I'm excited to check it out. I'll hopefully be able to see it as soon as possible depending on work schedule and everything and once I do I'll do a review for and yeah you guys will be able to catch that here at Wonder Soul um, but please go and support that movie that and Pet Cemetery have been getting a lot of positive early reactions so hopefully the bar is not too high um, but as far as box office so when it comes to box office, I'm going to pull up what it is now as I record this. Um, and today is March 20th. It's a Wednesday night. Um, so starting at number five is Tyler Perry's A Medea Family Funeral. I was going to say reunion. Um, <laughs> number four is How to Train a, uh, Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Number three is Five Feet Apart. Uh, number two is Wonder Park. And number one is Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain Marvel is still doing pretty good out there in the numbers. And, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens once uh, Us comes out this weekend. Is that going to topple Captain Marvel? What are, your, what are you guys' thoughts? Um, so that's pretty much it for this week's episode. I know it went on a little bit longer, but some of these topics I really wanted to kind of go into a little bit more than usual. 
I hope you guys have enjoyed that. And I really want to hear your guys' feedback on those topics and just anything related to what we're talking about. And if I missed or left out something that you feel like the listeners and I should be aware of, please let me know. Um, but I usually do a creator of the week and I didn't unfortunately make time to do that this week, but I still wanted to shout out, uh, a couple creators out there. So if you're on Twitter, I would suggest that you go follow this account, a GPTV, which stands for ghost planet TV or at ghost planet TV. Like their headline says, this is the anime MTV Welcome to the Nostalgia Network live tweets uh, for Toonami. So if you like anime, uh, please go ahead and check them out on Twitter. So go follow them. I promise you, you will not regret that. And if you go on SoundCloud, they also have a SoundCloud that I would uh, highly suggest you check out. It's Ghost Planet Radio. You can look them up on SoundCloud. So please go support them. Uh, The second... uh, creators that i would like to mention in this week's episode is flip it and reverse it boom it is a podcast with a pretty unique and interesting concept in my opinion um it's two hosts who each week take turns being hosts introducing their own interest and it's really cool and unique and they have a really nice chemistry so please go check that out Um, I've been listening to it lately and I will continue to listen to it. Uh, but you guys can, uh, probably find, uh, flip it and reverse it on Spotify and Apple podcast. Uh, if so, subscribe and check them out, leave them a rating and a review if you kindly would. Um, and you can also follow them on Instagram. You can search ask underscore why underscore not. And yeah, just check them out. It seems like a new and upcoming cool podcast uh, featuring some interesting chemistry and uh, dynamic as far as the uh, going back and forth. So check that out. Um, So next time we do a Wonder News, I will single out one creator and really devote a little bit more time to doing that. But I still wanted to shout somebody out uh, or a couple people out. Um, because I've been meeting so many interesting and awesome, uh, creators and, and other just individuals in general, uh, since doing wonder soul. And, uh, so I want to use wonder news as a platform to, uh, shout out and bring awareness to others, uh, that are doing things like this. And, um, yeah. So anyways, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Remember you can support, uh, wonder soul by, subscribing to the YouTube channel, uh, by subscribing to the podcast on Apple podcast or Spotify or Podcoin or Podbean, whatever you prefer. We're out there. We're on all the platforms. Um, you can support us by sharing these episodes with your friends and families, uh, and families. Uh, and you can also share these with, uh, you know, anybody you think would find any of the content that we discuss interesting. Um, and by doing so, you're really helping out the podcast. Uh, you're helping us grow and, um, we really can't thank you enough. Um, and we would love to connect with you. So if you haven't already, while you're listening to this, go ahead and jump on Twitter or Instagram and follow us there. Just search wonder soul. Um, on Twitter, we also have wonder streams, which is the Twitch channel account, which we do have a Twitch channel. 
there are plans in the works uh, to stream a lot more. Uh, some ideas are floating around, so I'll, I'll update you guys later on that. But we do try to stream on there as often as possible. Different games. Uh, eventually, would like to do live shows on Twitch. But if you would like to, you can follow us on Twitch. If we're not streaming, we're always hosting other streamers. Um, so please go ahead and check those out. And some individual channels that I would suggest for you guys to check out. One is Wonder Boy, which is spelled W-A-N-D-3-R-B-O-Y. Check him out. It does Overwatch, Destiny. Uh, also, Love Loss underscore. He streams Overwatch and Destiny as well. Two cool, very cool dudes. And um, they've been streaming a lot lately. So you could probably catch them online and watch them live and interact. Um, and uh, if you don't find their channels, they're probably going to be hosted by the wonder streams account so please go support those up and coming streamers and yeah hope you guys have a good rest of your week a good weekend um and as far as the remainder of march for wonder soul we're looking at uh we're gonna have some my hero stuff going on next week the movie drops uh big plans for april still working on merch so I would love to announce something next week, but if not, uh, it's going to be beginning of April. Um, and yeah, as always, I'm open for ideas and criticism for what you would like to hear from Wonder News and just Wonder Soul as a whole. I'm looking to try to narrow the focus on certain um, topics and shows. Um, so expect some changes here going into the summer, probably but nothing too major and uh, you know just always trying to improve and I can't do that without your feedback and I can't do this without you listening so I appreciate you guys supporting the podcast and listening and supporting in any way that you can um, other than that uh, this was this week's episode of Wonder News covering the events that took place between March 13th and March 20th until next week I am Bearded Buddha, and that was the news.